If loving movies is wrong, then I don't want to be right. But I also don't have time to scroll through Netflix all night. I have the answer, just sit back and relax. And we'll pick another movie from the movie hat. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode... Six? think i think so of the movie hat podcast uh with jenny and steve i'm jen mccausland i'm steve and uh today we're talking about roman holiday but first um do you watch any good movies this week steve yes i watched pretty woman <laughs> i cannot believe you have never seen Pretty. Woman. i had seen a lot of pretty woman um just through cultural osmosis i had seen the stuff in the car in the beginning I had seen the shopping spree, not her getting turned down prior to it. Big mistake. But I saw the shopping spree and the snap on the fingers. I had seen that before. And I saw them filling in the divot holes at Polo. Because didn't we go to Polo one time? We did. Yeah, I think somebody showed me the clip there because I hadn't, I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Um. There was another movie that you said, oh, I've never seen that, and I couldn't believe you hadn't seen that either. What was um, that? Uh, it was something from yesterday, too, right? Oh, it was uh, uh, that Gregory Peck movie, um, 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 uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I want to start making a list <laughs> of all the movies that it's ridiculous that you've never seen before, because that's what I want to put in the movie hat next. <laughs> okay. Movies that are amazing. But I want to watch them anyway. I mean, I'm, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Well, because I know that there's a bunch of movies, too, that you're always like, I can't believe you've never seen that. Yeah, um, right, right, right. So I feel like that should be our next endeavor. Um, I don't know that I watched anything new this week. Um, did you, I'm trying to think of it, if there was anything else I watched. I don't, I, I feel like we were less on screens this week. <laughs> we went to the movies. Yeah, for the first time in a year, we went to the movies. Um, yeah. COVID safe. I treated my husband to a Valentine's Day present. We rented the whole movie theater. Yeah, just the two of us. We danced. Played hide and seek. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Uh, mm -hmm. If you live near a National Amusements and have $150 and a few <laughs> friends and, you know, uh, miss movies as much as we do, it was really lovely. We watched Crazy Stupid Love, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, I don't think I watched anything new this week. Um, also, really quickly, uh, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, each week we pick a movie out of a hat. We each put 10 movies in the hat, movies that we've never seen, and we talk about it. If you like this, if you want to argue with us about these movies, um, <laughs> want to tell us what we're doing great, what we're not doing so great, you can either follow us on Instagram at moviehatpod, or you can email us at moviehatpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash moviepod and leave us a voice message or what? a message. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're doing an ad for this later, but Anchor FM is very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I love all the cool stuff we can do on there. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned because we're, I'm we're, we're so. Uh, all the mistakes you're hearing in the podcast, hopefully, we'll get better at this. You know? Um, so, yeah, do you want to just get into it? Sure. Um, Roman Holiday was my choice. Came out in 1953. It stars Gregory Peck and 
Oh, and Frank is weighing in on it. And Audrey Hepburn. Um, it won three Oscars for Best Writing, Best Costumes, and Best Lead Actress. And it is about a princess, Princess Anne, who is really sick of being a princess. So she leaves home one night um, after being drugged by a doctor and falls asleep. She on... was hysterical. <laughs> she was. But it's so funny to me because people don't do that anymore. Like, oh man, you're really upset. Let me give you some drugs. So you fall asleep. And like, imagine if it was a prince, <laughs> right? If it was a prince who was super frustrated and freaking out, would they inject him with something? You are so into the gender studies lately. Like, <laughs> like I feel like you've just discovered gender inequality. No, I'm just life. like, I'm mad about it. <laughs> It's adorable. And I love I'm pointing it, it out. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Princess Anne is hysterical about how her whole life is basically scheduled. And the rules are super weird. Like, there's a very dramatic opening sequence where one of her shoes falls off. And she's not allowed to put it back on. Mm -hmm. She's not allowed to, like, bend over and put her shoe back on. And I just wrote, who cares? <laughs> she also can't wear pajamas. She has to wear this old lady nightgown. Well, there's, like, there's a line in that that has a really cute callback where she she specifically wants to wear pajamas with no bottoms. Yeah. And then when she wakes up in pajamas later, she immediately checks to make sure she's wearing bottoms. But, like, <laughs> she's not allowed to wear pajamas. She has to wear an old lady nightgown. Um, and so, like, I guess I understand why she is very unhappy with her life because someone is telling you what you wear to bed when no one else can see you. Right, right. Like, you have to be proper 24-7. So anyway, so she she's going over her schedule for the next day, eating some crackers and milk. Very strange. And uh, all of a sudden, she goes from zero to 100. And, like, flips out and starts screaming. So the doctor comes in, and he gives her some drugs. And she decides she's going to sneak out, but because of the drugs, she falls asleep on the street. Um, and, uh, Gregory Peck finds her. Thinking she's just some drunk lady. Yeah, exactly. Does not recognize her. Um, he's supposed to actually be meeting with her the next day, because he's a reporter, but he doesn't know what she looks like, and he just thinks she's some dumb drunk broad, and brings her home, and puts her on the couch. She actually, at one point gets in his bed and he like flips the mattress over it's so awesome. she falls on You can the actually couch. I was look I watched that clip again and you can see Audrey Hepburn like kind of smiling after she landed. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so um the next morning she's still drunk and asleep and uh in her pajamas Joe had tried to be a gentleman, you know, he he definitely, like, kept his distance. Joe is played by Gregory Peck, and uh, <coughs> he goes to work late um, because he was up all night taking care of this dumb, drunk stranger that he found, and uh, <coughs> he's supposed to have met with this princess already, and he's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I met with her. Here's what she thinks about all these different things, and his boss is like, well, actually, the news has been reported that she's ill and is not doing any interviews, so... Yeah, like, how'd you do that? Nice try, man. But he shows Gregory Peck a picture of the princess, and Gregory Peck then realizes the princess is actually asleep on his couch. 
Cha-ching. Um, so he makes a bet with his boss. Very important. Makes a bet with his boss that he's going to get an exclusive story with the princess. And then books it back to his house. Um, he has her take a shower. like A bath. Know, a bath. And then he lets her go. Like, he's just like, okay, cool, bye. Have a good life. And she leaves. I don't know what he was thinking. Well, he, he likes the hunt. You know, because he, he stalks her afterwards. Yeah. Um, and then he follows her. I wrote on the next page. And then he follows her around like a creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and so she borrows some money from him and she goes and she gets her hair cut and, and all this other stuff. But, but what struck me about this is she's wandering around Rome. Uh-huh. And nobody recognizes her. And she's apparently this super famous princess. Now, I I buy that Gregory Peck didn't recognize her because maybe he just doesn't follow that sort of stuff, but not a single person? Yeah, but I don't, but my thing is, I don't think she's from Rome. She's not from Rome. But she's super famous. Um, I think her family is. I think the only reason she's famous now is because it was going to be announced that she was going to be, she's the heir to the throne. I think maybe her father would be more famous by sight. Plus, she got a haircut. Um, she gets a super short, adorable haircut um, that apparently was very much the rage when she did this. Um, after this movie came out, women all over the world were copying this hairstyle. Oh, no kidding. Um, Joe meets up with her again uh, and takes her to lunch and is sort of asking her questions, trying to trying to like very subtly interview her. And his photographer friend joins them. Uh, and he's the first one that really recognizes her. He's like, oh, you kind of look like... And Joe just keeps, like, dumping drinks on this guy's That's one lap. of my favorite recurring gags. <laughs> like, like, don't give it away, man. Yeah, quit spilling. He's like, what do you mean I'm <laughs> spilling? You're spilling. <laughs> so they gallivant around Rome a bunch. Um, and this guy, Ivan, is secretly taking photos. Or Irving? Ivan? Irving? Uh, I don't know. Um... And uh, she crashes a moped. Uh-huh. Um, she's sort of the original, I, I wrote, original Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Well, Audrey Hepburn just on the whole, I feel like, is yeah. what, like, at least Zoe Deschanel and all them were trying to emulate. Yeah. Amelie and all that. And um, they go to this uh, Mouth of Truth. And there's a really funny, um, really interesting thing about this. So the iconic scenes from this movie are the moped scene where she cra- where she's riding the moped. Uh-huh. And then apparently this scene where they go to the mouth of truth and they put their hand in. So apparently if you put your hand into this statue and you're a liar, the statue will bite off your hand. Okay. So um, Audrey Hepburn was not aware of what was going to happen in the scene at all. Uh, uh, Gregory uh, uh. Peck said to the director right before, he was like, I'm going to do like a red skeleton gag. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so I guess originally he wasn't supposed to put his hand in, but in uh, like he was supposed to like almost chicken out kind of because he's like absolutely lying to this girl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but instead he puts his hand in and he pretends it gets bitten off and then he pulls his hand out. And as he pulls his hand out, he puts his hand in his sleeve. Uh-huh. So it looks like it's actually been bitten off. And um, I went back and watched it again and her reaction is so genuinely <laughs> horrified like something has gone very wrong <laughs> and um i love it uh so yeah so 
Um, they go to that statue. They're uh, they they spend a very lovely day together, basically. Uh huh. Long story short, <laughs> and they end it at a bar. They go dancing. Yeah. Um, she runs into his her hairdresser. She dances with the hairdresser. Um, but then you become aware of the fact that she's being followed, basically by the like secret service of her country. Um. And uh, they try to take her away. So then a massive fight ensues. <laughs> Gregory Peck and Irving slash Ivan and the hairdresser and Audrey Hepburn have this ginormous bar fight. It's that awesome. Somehow ends with uh, ends with all of them in the water. Ends with Audrey Hepburn smashing a guitar over a guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course they fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have a problem with... I don't know if they fell in love. But they kiss. Yeah. There, there's at least some... some there's attraction. Like, there's yeah. yeah. And and I have a problem with this because it sort of feels like it comes out of nowhere. It never... You never see that they're falling for each other in any sort of way until they're, like, in the water together. I never was, like... I never saw that like I know that that's where it was leading but yeah, I never yeah, saw right. that like I was expecting it but never felt it and that happens so often in rom-coms mm-hmm. and I am a part of the reason why I wanted to watch this is because I am a major rom-com fan and my least favorite thing in romantic comedies is when there is no chemistry there is no build-up of a relationship it's just all of a sudden oh these people obviously like each other because you're watching a romantic comedy right right there's 20 minutes left <laughs> yeah yeah they have to be in love. Uh-huh, no. Uh-huh. Like, ex- explain to me why they're in love. Things like when Harry met Sally, where you see these conversations that really build their relationship. Sure, sure. Um, this just sort of seemed to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ride around Rome a bunch. They're really cute to, like, having a good time. But, like, there's no real connection. And then all of a sudden they're making out. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, obviously... I said it as soon as they kissed. I was like, so he's not going to do his story. Right, right. <laughs> so he decides he's not going to do it, even though he owes tons of people money. Uh-huh. He has said he's going to... So the story is supposed to make five grand, which by today's standards is like 45 grand. So oh, wow. He's supposed to be making a ton of money on this. And so he keeps telling people, oh, help me with this, and I'll give you money. So, but no, nobody does. Well, the just the photographer. Does. Right, right, right. And he also owes rent money to. His well, it's funny. Owner. I wonder how. I wonder how much the photographer gave him because the photographer won a bunch of money from him at the beginning of the movie. So I uh, wonder if he really just got back the money he came with. You know. That's that's fair, but so it's funny he foregoes all of this money even though he owes tons of people money. <laughs> the photographer is super upset about it. He and he says it's always open season on princesses. Like. <coughs> <coughs> It's absolutely fair game, and we we so that's one thing we watched this new. <laughs> and it's very topical because like um, I've I've been listening to a lot of things about like kind of like the ninety late nineties early two thousands pop princesses. Yeah, uh, Paris Hilton, Jessica Simpson, and Britney Spears are like the three that we've been like learning about. And know. and specifically Britney Spears' story mm-hmm. um, with regard to Roman Holiday, where. Um, Britney Spears was hounded by the paparazzi 
Right, um, right, right. She even she cut her hair. Yeah, so know, this was like a rom com between her and the guy she attacked with the umbrella. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and, and just that idea that like, and the photographer said that it's always open season on princesses. Like yeah. they have no privacy, they have no rights to privacy. Yeah. Um, but Gregory Peck, of course, is being the good guy he is. He doesn't do the story. But then they go to the embassy to do this interview that they were supposed to do two days ago, but mm-hmm. she was quote unquote sick. And and she has since returned to the castle. And they just like eye flirt for like a bunch of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh Irving oh I wrote it down. It is Irving. Oh, nice. <laughs> Irving gives the photos to her that he had taken um of her adventures. And the uh, <laughs> I wrote that this is just a farewell with their eyes. Like they don't really talk at all. Uh-huh. But they just like they're straight up eye flirting the whole time. And then they go their separate ways. Yeah. And there, there's something very sad about that, but like realistic, which I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, how like the ending of that is sad and imperfect, but in that that makes it like the real romantic element. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're obviously not going to get together. She's a princess. Right, right. <laughs> he wants to go back to America. Like, they had a cool 24 hours. Yeah. If this was the modern version, they definitely would have banged, but they didn't. Oh, sure. And, sure. Uh, you know, they just have these fond memories of each other forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, some, uh, other fun things that I found out about this uh, on the IMDb page. Uh, Audrey Hepburn got to keep all of her clothes from the movie. Oh, man. Uh, which was kind of rad because she has some very fancy dresses. Yeah. Um, they never say the country that she's from. And, uh... Oh! This was originally not supposed to be for Audrey Hepburn and, um... Gregory Peck, it was supposed to be for Cary Grant and Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, wow. So, um, and then... That probably would have been just... Elizabeth Taylor couldn't do it, and Cary Grant felt that he was too old to play Audrey Hepburn's love interest, even though he did a few years later in Charade. Yeah, but that's a, a comedy. That's a little different, I feel like. And she's also a bit older in that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, age difference is a thing. And was that towards the end of his career? Because he, like, microdosed LSD and stuff. <laughs> I also think, like, there's a difference. Like, if she was 20 and he was 35, it's different than when she's 30 and he's 45. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it may have seemed inappropriate earlier in her career, but then 10 or 15 years later, it's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's the number four pick on the American Film Institute's top romantic comedies of all time. Huh. And uh, both um, Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck made, met their future spouses while filming this in Rome. Um, oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like they met Romans. Um. No, I think they met people who worked. Oh, worked on. Uh... Um. I thought that was crazy if they had both just... <laughs> I think his his wife was Roman, though. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Huh. So, uh, what did you think of this? Uh, it was fine. I wouldn't watch it again. Really? Yeah. I thought it was fine, but I wouldn't watch it again. 
Um, see, I, uh, I think it started slow. Um, but once it picked up, I really enjoyed this. Um, I think this is one of those where it's definitely maybe more, more my speed than your speed. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's that lack of chemistry that just makes me not care. You know? I loved the premise, though. Yes, I think it's a very good premise. I'm sure this is one of those movies that's, like, Romeo and Juliet that's remade into, like, different kinds of stories. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Well, yeah, because, like, um, Chasing Liberty. Have you ever seen that? No. It's Mandy Moore, and she is the first daughter Oh, and I can she, picture the DVD cover. She like runs away from her Secret Service detail, <laughs> and uh, this is the second time you've brought up a a, sh a movie like this on this podcast. You you, <laughs> you, uh, you said first daughter, or did my date with the president's daughter, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, I love my '90s teen movies. I was a teenager in the '90s. Did you Did you like uh, Air Force One? That has the president's daughter in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a rom com. It's not a teen movie. <laughs> I feel like you're missing the point. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but um, so she, anyway, Mandy Moore um, loses her dad's security detail um, and falls in love with this guy and gallivants around this music festival all day. It turns <laughs> out he's actually a, a spy. Of Secret Service. Oh, oh. Like he's like being sent by the president to like low key follow her. Oh, like <laughs> give me the most handsomest. Yeah, exactly. young heartthrob you got. One thing that I Jonathan do, Taylor Thomas is one thing that I liked about this that's different than all of these trophy movies though is there was never the moment of realization where they both were like, "You lied to me, I'm mad at you." You know, there's there's always yeah, that, I hate that moment because that that's in built movies. into every movie. It's so stupid. They both lie to each other. Uh huh. Uh -huh. They both... And then, like there was the slow trickle of her realizing he was a reporter, and then. That kind of real made her realize, oh, he must know why right, I'm lying. Right, right. Um, and I feel like they both lied. They both had their reasons. Yeah. So, like, when it became apparent that they were lying to each and other, like, there was no moment of outrage. And there was no, the only malicious thing was how many photographs they got of her without her consent. That's really the only malicious thing that they did. But then I, I'm led to believe that he doesn't. Use it, them yeah, because right, right. he gives them all to her at the end. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Because I think Gregory Peck, you know, made him realize this is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got his heart on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I liked it. I thought it was charming. I mean, there's parts of it I liked, just I didn't find the movie very entertaining. I'd watch it again on a rainy day. Sure, know. it's a rainy day kind of It's movie. the type of movie I could take a nap to. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's saying yeah. something, right? No, like, there's nothing comforting about it, you know? <laughs> sure, nothing sure. Nothing really bad happens. This is a movie I could sleep through. <laughs> a movie that I could, like, relax to, and if I doze off and come back, like, it moves slow enough that I'm not going to miss well, it. Well, that's true, that's true. <laughs> it's not like uh, falling asleep and then, like, waking up during a plane crash sequence exactly. or something like that. Like <laughs> that's, that. like, a real fear I have, too. When you're not home... And I can't sleep. I put on Gilmore Girls because I know no matter when I wake up, it's not going to be scary. Right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is that kind of a movie. Like, no matter what part I wake up at, it's going to be charming and lovely. I'm just going to be like, oh. Just throw on Wayne's World. <laughs> Ain't nothing bad in Wayne's World. <laughs> not my style. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so let's recast this movie. 
Um, well, you like poo pooed my. I, I told you mine yesterday, and you were like, "Yuck!" So I got to think of something different. Well, no, you said. Um, tell me what you said. Well, I I said uh, a young versions of the the cast of New Girl, like having uh, Zoe Deschanel playing the Audrey Hepburn character, having Schmitz play uh, Max Greenberg play the reporter, and then Jake Johnson play the photographer. But I feel like Gregory Peck's character is. He's a just little, a little older and more hardened. I uh, see the part of it I that just sticks out to me so much is just that just the constant talking down to Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> like I don't know, there's always it's always a situation where he ends up they're like, no, it's this way, no, 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 kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe, maybe... tell us what you think. I think it's terrible. Um, I, I think that Max Greenberg is not like a, a grizzled enough type. Greenberg, of... Greenfield. Green... Max Green something. Yeah, Green Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Schmidt, Schmitty Schmidt Schmidt. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he. I don't buy him as like the hardened reporter. You know. Um, I don't know. There's just something about him. Maybe he's not subtle enough. Like, <laughs> he isn't like... subtle. That's true. Um. <laughs> he telegraphs everything, yeah. <laughs> um, so my choices were um, Chris Hemsworth as Joe, oh. um, as Gregory Peck's character, and either Florence Pugh, but I feel like I've been using her a lot in, mm-hmm. in some of these, um, or Kiernan Shipka, do you know who that is? Yeah, Black Coat's daughter. Uh, yep, she was also in Mad Men. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sabrina, right? Yep, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, so e- either one of them. Or honestly, Emma Watson, even, as uh, yeah. Princess Anne. Um, and then either Evan Peters, again, uh, WandaVision has like just like permanently <laughs> permeated my brain. Um, Evan Peters or Daniel Radcliffe as Irving the photographer. Those are really the three main characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, all right, where's the movie hat? Oh, right. Is it your turn? Mm-hmm. I think so, right? Yeah. How are we doing on time, baby? It's uh, 26 minutes on the dot. Beautiful. So again, uh, if you liked this movie, let us know. If you hated this movie, let us know. Yeah. Um, if our podcast sounds weird and you think you can describe to me how to make it sound better, <laughs> let us know. We're learning. <laughs> All right. Pick a movie from the movie hat. Movie hat. Lock, uh, starring Tom Hardy. All right. One of my picks. What is it about? Um, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's just Tom <laughs> Hardy in a car talking on a cell phone. For This is the one that I thought starred Logan Marshall Green. Oh, oh, oh. The person that I always mistake for Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy, Ruth Wilson, and Tom Holland are in this. Oh, Tom Holland. And it's an uh, hour and a half. When did it come out? 2013. Baby Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so, so it's one of those uh, like Tom Hardy movies I always wanted to see. Yeah. And you said it's basically just someone in a car talking on a cell phone. Yeah. For how long? Hour and a half. I mean, from the trailer, that's what it seems. <laughs> an hour and a half, super short. It might be the shortest movie we've done so far. I mean, Duel was an hour and a half in a car. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. But this one will probably be more exciting because like he's presum- presumably a good actor. Unlike Dennis Weaver. I mean, if there's no story, there's no story. Anyway, we'll see how it goes next week. Yeah. I'm very skeptical. I'm excited. (laughs) 
Bye.